0: we're talking prospects we're talking rookies we're talking kalia davis defensive lineman and undrafted free agent wide receiver tay martin on today's program sky report strengths weaknesses how they fit into their respective position groups as they battle for roster spots in 2022 coming up right now you are locked on 49ers your daily san francisco 49ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to Lockdown 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as usual at PD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Croc, uh, I did say that they'd be fighting for roster spots. There might not be much fighting for Clea Davis because of injuries right away, so we might have to wait a while to see him but um i do think tay martin has a, a fighting chance to make the roster even as an undrafted free agent so we'll go over those players but uh first as we're recording this sunday evening uh, the warriors just tied up the nba finals with the win over the celtics croc a warrior hater a noted lakers <laughs> fan warrior hater that croc is but the most interesting thing for me that happened in that game is that Debo Samuel was at the game and Kyle Shanahan also at the game. Not sitting together or anything, but what do you think? You think they they crossed paths a little bit? You think maybe they had a a, a post-game cocktail and, and and maybe sat down and hashed some things out?
1: Uh I don't think so. I think they just went separately and and enjoyed the game and had a good time. They usually have really good seats. I was watching the game and I, I just my eyes just wonder while I'm watching games. Wait, I saw. Is that Kyle Shanahan? Like, just something flashed, and I'm like, I, I know, I recognize that face. So I, I rewinded, it. I'm like, it is Kyle Shanahan, and I, I recognize that flat brim hat and that bomber jacket from anywhere.
0: Yeah, that was really funny seeing him in the crowd there. Uh, some nice seats. I'm sure that he did not have to pay for it, right?
1: That's what I'm wondering. Do, like, do they just get comfy? I got to ask people that are like, you know, big time. Like, do I know Dude, you're not paying?
0: That's like, a prime seat price? for the finals. It's easier if you have like a, a a suite and there's just extra room in a suite to have someone come up and, and stand there and sit there. But to to give away tickets that are second, third row for NBA finals. So, so
1: you think? That, that, I, I think,
0: I think you, they did. Think yeah, like
1: Joe Lacob, right? Is that his name? Joe Lacob. Yeah. Owner of the, so he's like, you know what, Kyle Shanahan, really cool guy. Yep, you're kind of our 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 brother organization across the way. But uh, you gotta pay fifty thousand dollars for these seats. <laughs>
0: no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He, I'm sure he got those comped, and I'm sure it's just you know whatever, uh, whatever seats they have that is, that are always reserved. You know that they can give away to anybody. You no, know,
1: um, I, you know, obviously I just got back from Vegas uh, this morning, and uh, haven't slept much over the last few days. But I was at I was at a table last night playing blackjack with a guy. I say last night, but really it was like. I don't know, two, three, four a.m., whatever time it was before my flight. And the guys next to me got t- talking about sports and everything. dollars from Humboldt. You know, he's in the lucrative uh business up there in Humboldt. He's actually okay. from the East Coast. I followed. But he said, uh, hey, should I put five thousand dollars on the Warriors? And I said, Look, I-, I don't know if I'd take the the points with it, which was I think it was Warriors minus four and a half, you know, bit But I definitely will put that $5,000 on the on the Warriors' money line. So I'm not sure if he did or not. But if he did, he, he'd win money. Now, if you do money line at minus four and a half, probably collect about 3800 or so.
0: Yeah. Not a bad payday. Did you go big in Vegas? Did you come home with a lot of extra cash, Craig?
1: No, I did not come home with extra cash. I actually came home with less cash. But okay. I was sitting next to another guy. And uh, he was down big. I, I probably lost, I don't know, thousand dollars, eleven hundred dollars, something like that. But this guy, I mean, he was down like three, four bands. And he said, "It's it's just money. It's just money." I said, "You know what? You're right."
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what Kyle
1: said when he was at court side with the at the Warriors game.
0: It's just yeah. money. He's like, "It's just money. It's just free free tickets." You you make money to spend money. Right. I mean, it's funny because. The last people that need the free seats are the people that are already rich and famous, right?
1: Well, that was one thing I I recognized when I got to the league. It's like, well, all of a sudden, you know, you have, you know, access to making more money. Obviously, some guys more than the others, but you get a lot of more free things. (laughs) People throw stuff at you.
0: We get some free things every once in a while, some perks. As, as broadcasters, no uh, third row final seats or anything like that. But we do get some good stuff. We'll tell you about yeah. some of those things uh, that sometimes we're able to utilize from some of our sponsors here in a little bit. But uh, let's talk Kalia Davis. What did you see when you popped on the tape for uh, we're doing Kalia Davis? We're doing Tay Martin. So Kalia Davis is the last draft pick that we've uh, talked about. So we've done all the scouting reports. Go back and see all those episodes talking about all of those. Uh, players and and rookies that the 49ers drafted Kalia Davis the last draft pick that we're uh, covering here for the scouting report but we'll get through a bunch of undrafted free agents as well Uh, you know in the coming month or so as we prepare for training camp but Kalia Davis 6'1 302 pounds he's uh, he's an interesting uh, ball of energy right and like uh, you don't see many 6'1 300 pounders and he He was a former linebacker, turned defensive lineman, and that's exactly what he looks like. If you pictured what a 300-pound linebacker would look like, that is what Khalil Davis looks like.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty shocked to hear that he's 300 pounds because he looks slim, and I couldn't tell, is it the number 22 that he's playing with or is he just a smaller interior defensive lineman? And the one thing that really jumped out right away to me was, although he might be smaller in height, uh, obviously, like, you know, when you're – Six, one, 300 pounds. Like you're, you're kind of a wide guy. Yeah. I think he's built very well in the sense of being a little bit more compact, and he looks a little bit athletic, uh, maybe more so than your kind of shorter, squatier guy. But he was powerful. I thought initially, like he's knocking guys back, pushing guys out. I think he has some really good initial quickness. Uh, I think his hands, versus in the run game with the power hands and that first step in the run game. I think that's where he excels most right now. I I think as a pass rusher, he's non-existent. At least in the couple games I watched, I don't even think I saw any type of, (laughs) I don't want to say effort (laughs) to be a pass rusher, but it was just non-existent. But versus run, if you're saying right now, we want you to come in and be a two-down guy where you can take on doubles, you can beast out in there, You can uh, penetrate really quick versus run game. I think he's a guy that can come in right now and do some of those things very well.
0: Absolutely. I saw a lot of those things. Uh, We'll get into more of those specifics on the strengths and weaknesses there. Uh, But I do want to mention really quick why there might be some, there might be a lot of development to come for Khalid Davis because he he redshirted in 2017. He played his redshirt, freshman season as a linebacker in 2018. Then in 2019 was moved to the defensive line from linebacker. He had eight tackles for loss, three sacks in 2019, his first year and, and started nine of 13 games, then opted out because of the COVID pandemic in 2020, then got hurt after five games in 2021. So he's only played a season and a half in his life as a wow. defensive lineman. And, and he's only had four career sacks. So, Um, There's probably only uh, four and a half tackles for loss in one sack in those five games. So that's why you didn't see a lot of sacks on tape because there just wasn't a lot of them. So there's potentially a lot of development there to happen for Kalia Davis as he goes forward because he just hasn't played the position very long. We will get into more of those specifics. I want to let the folks out there know first, though, uh, about Bet or no, we're talking Blue Nile. BlueNile.com. You can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler, whether you're ready to pop the question or celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry uh, as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at blue Nile.com. And the great thing about online shopping is you can get in there, find what you want at your budget. And if you're not finding or not sure what you're doing, they've got, jewelry experts on hand 24 seven that you can chat with online or pick up the phone and talk to them via phone and they can help steer you in the right direction to find that special piece of jewelry that you're looking for and and find that right piece at the right budget so no matter what you're looking for blue nile has those jewelry experts on hand to help you out and to help make your moments sparkle a little bit more with jewelry from blue nile.com locked on Listeners are getting $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This is a podcast exclusive and it includes engagement as well. So use promo code LOCKED ON. Again, that is code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Croc, did I tell you about the car problems I had when I was making my last trip when I was moving and, and ran over a cone and it knocked the, the the fender flare off my off the driver's side of my car? Because the first thing I thought of was like, oh man, my last trip, and now I gotta I gotta go to the, the dealership, right, and, and take my car in. It's gonna be hundreds of dollars for the stupid piece of plastic on the outside of my car. Well, but, why know, would
1: you go to the dealership when you have RockAuto.com?
0: Yeah, you know what? Instead of five hundred bucks, it cost me forty bucks. At rockauto.com because they had the exact part I needed. It came with the rivets as well. So I popped it in, popped it off. Uh, it was super easy to do and 40 bucks. And now my fender flares looking perfect. They are looking on point all because of rockauto.com. Save time and money when using rockauto as I did. And uh, I wouldn't have known to use rockauto if they weren't a sponsor of this podcast. And you can use them too at rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30 50% even 100% more for the same parts from those chain stores or car dealerships plus all the extra uh, all the extra labor you're going to be paying for too and then they don't have the part and then they got to order it and your car's out of commission for 2 weeks or or longer in some cases now because Rock Auto's got a crazy selection of everything you need for your car or truck Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years Rock Auto prices always reliably low for every customer Do-it-yourselfers and professionals alike and have everything you need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, jumper cables, new carpet for your interior, or like me, you need a new fender flare. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. If you want to make our podcast even better, we've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and and make everything we do even better. And this is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't about Locked On Podcast. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. Won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win 10, one, one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So take our audience survey, go to lockedonpodcast.com slash survey, and we appreciate your help. Kroc, talking about Kalia Davis, 49ers sixth round draft pick, 6-1, three oh two didn't work out I think he did throw up 30 reps of bench press but he didn't do any on on field drills so he never got to see a 40 time or any agilities or anything like that because he does have an injury that's probably going to take him into training camp and into the season who knows maybe he doesn't play at all as a rookie maybe it's a a redshirt year for him but the thing you said which is the thing that jumped out to me immediately was that initial quickness that he's routinely the first guy off the ball he flies out like a lot of times in a four-point stance too and he just bursts out of his stance and gets upfield and and that is going to be his calling card if he's going to make it in the NFL that is his superpower is his ability to burst off the line that initial quickness and either hit a you know uh, hit a crease and get into the backfield or just stun the offensive lineman before the offensive lineman can get hands on him there's a lot of technique work to do but that initial quickness is definitely the first thing that popped for me
1: well, you know, one of the first plays that I watched of him, he got off the ball so quick. I said, damn, what the heck? I thought maybe I was tripping. So I went back, watched it again, and I paused it when he fired off. And he's up. You see him moving towards the receiver, and you look at his teammates, they still have their hand in the dirt. Like, that's how quick he yeah. was getting off of the ball there in the inside. And that really messes up a lot of, you know, uh, run blocking. Again, because I think that, that's where his strength is right now. Uh, against the run when he's firing off like that kind of getting upfield there will be some teams that maybe try to utilize that against them but right now it blows up things because it kind of messes up how you have to block then the running back sees that color flash in front of his face and then he's like well how do I react off of that and you saw him be able to kind of chase some guys down from the backside. the pursuit was there uh, those are things that I, I thought showed up a lot I, I think for a guy because it almost sounds like you're talking about someone that should be a higher draft pick. You talked about some of the limited play and things like that. But I think it's just the, from what I saw, like just non-existent as a pass rusher. And I think that's something along with the limited, uh, you know, experience really playing might have something to do with him going a little bit lower. And like you said, maybe some injuries as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and so, yeah, the, the pen, the, essentially once he gets off the line and that's his first move and it's his best move and it's his only move. If he's not disruptive, if he doesn't penetrate with that initial burst, he's kind of like, okay, now I'm just playing linebacker. I'm just like, where's the ball? I'm going to go find the ball and I'm going to try to run to it. So high energy, he's high energy in person too. Listening to his, uh, his press conference when he showed up with the 49ers at rookie mini camp and and seen him on the field, high motor, really active player, high energy guy. Um, but he there, there's like a ton of technique work he's got to do. And I wonder if, cause he's six, 300 pounds, but he doesn't have a bunch of sand in his pants. It's not like lower body weight. There's a lot of upper body weight. I feel like he's got to really keep even some bad weight and extra weight on so he can be heavy enough to be an interior defensive lineman. Um, he's not really thick in the, in the legs as much. And especially down, you know, kind of skinnier, down by the ankles. So um I wonder if he's going to have to continue to remake his body a little bit in the NFL just to be able to hold up because I don't know that he's going to be a DJ Jones replacement because while he doesn't seem to get driven back, even when he's getting double teamed, he's not a power player either where he's just like, cause he, he, he he does push offensive linemen back sometimes, but I think it's more just because he got to them quicker because he exploded off the line more so than he's just walking them backwards. You know what I mean? So I don't think he's, I see more of sort of a penetrating three tech than a nose tackle. I think if you try to make him that, that one tech nose tackle, he's not DJ Jones. I I don't know if that's going to be his game.
1: So essentially what you're saying now, Guys, when you hear me say this, I'm not saying like this, what this guy is going to be, all right? But just kind of describing him. We're talking about Aaron, Aaron Donald. Like, you know, now listen, not Aaron Donald. Like, he's not going to be three time defensive player of the year, one of the best, most dominating players I've ever seen. But just in the sense of, you know, you look at Aaron Donald, he's not naturally this big 300 stout type guy, right? Like, he's someone who. Is an interior pass rusher. Obviously, he's so talented. You can put him out on the edge sometimes. But the way he's built, and obviously, I mean, he's rocked up, right? I mean, he has abs, all type of stuff. But the way he's built, he's not really built with the lower body of someone that you would think is going to consistently take on double teams and do some of those things. Now, the trade off with these guys, and, you know, if you go back and you look at some of Aaron Donald's uh, pre draft, how they viewed him there were some people that thought it would be crazy for him to go in the first round, you know, and obviously the, the Rams are like, man, I don't know what the hell y'all talking about, but this dude's dominate, right. And he's a great pass rusher. And I think Davis is a terrific run, uh, run blocker. And because of what his strength is supposed to be, typically someone that is a two down player with that type of ability is a little bit bigger and thicker down low, right? Like Kim, like Kim is like, okay, Maybe he's not a great pass rusher right now, but this is a guy, you know, as far as he could be a terrific two-down type guy. But he's 340 pounds, as opposed to somebody at six 300 pounds, and really, it looks like he's not supposed to be 300 pounds.
0: Right. Yeah. No. The, the, that that's exactly it. And um, so I don't know what he's going to be, but he's played so such few snaps at at defensive line that maybe that means his upside's even higher because he does have, you know, X linebacker athleticism and he does have that burst off the line and he's a high motor player. And those are, things that are all really important. You start to throw in a little bit more technique, you know, he's in a uh, an NFL weight room for an extra year, uh, you know, and, and maybe it's maybe it's for a whole year as he gets ready for uh, for 2023, if, if his injuries keep him out. So um, the, I, I don't know what he's going to end up being right now. I think he is just energy rotational, you know, get upfield. And I think that's probably what Chris Kasurik liked about it. I'm sure he had some input and was like, yes, give me this guy. Cause I like guys that are just on fire going upfield, you know, and, and that's kind of what he is right now. But uh, once he does get his initial move stoned uh, that that's kind of it for him. And then he's just, you know, he's just reacting and chasing from there. And he, and he's, yeah. pretty, he's, not too, he's pretty athletic, but yeah, there's, there's not much as far as his technique there. That's where he's not good as a pass rusher. And so he's going to have to learn when he's battling with these big guys, especially if now he maybe doesn't have the power element and all he has is the get-off, uh, there's, there's going to be some offensive linemen that might be able to, to work him early in his career until he kind of develops some of that technique. So, And,
1: and when I say, you know, no pass rush, like I just saw no move. I didn't see any setup. I didn't see any pass rush type plan. It was just, I'm um, terrific versus run and I will blow things up, and I'll chase guys down. Not much of a, a lateral moving type guy in the sense of, like, change of direction. <laughs> That's not really there, but he can penetrate in the backfield right now and get up on the running back so quick and tackle him. But as far as being a pass rusher, I never saw that. Like, you know, you watch the Forest Buck there in the middle, and he kind of gets step sideways, and he comes through with that big sweeping uh, swim move or something, right? Like, you just see this move that he likes to go to or a different array of pass rush moves. And again, we're talking about GoForest Buckner, top 10 pick. Davis, not a top 10 pick, right? So those are some of the things that you're kind of missing when you get a prospect like him. But they still might believe that he has a lot of things that they can work with and develop those aspects of his game.
0: Looking at the 49ers depth chart, it's pretty crowded on the defensive line. Uh, the 49ers might look at this and say, maybe we want to stash him because we don't want to have to cut somebody else because they've got so many bodies there all of a sudden, adding two rookies, uh, two rookie draft picks to the mix as well on the defensive line. So just, just focusing on the interior. Javon Kinlaw is going to be the nose as long as he's healthy, right? Uh, he's going to be next to Eric Armstead. Then you've got Hassan Ridgeway, who they signed in free agency from Philly. Uh, You have Maurice Hurst, you have Kevin Givens, you have Kerry Hyder. They have another undrafted free agent, Kevin Atkins out of Fresno State, we'll talk about a little bit. So, you know, Kalia Davis doesn't have to be anything more than, you know, maybe the third string guy, whether it's at, you know, three tech or nose, if they even keep six interior guys. And so they might only keep five and then have, you know, Davis, maybe on the pup list to start at least for, for half the season or something like that. So um, I think in a lot of ways, because of how many bodies they have and they'll probably want to keep some extra ends on the roster just because they, they have even more players at end than they do at tackle. I think for that reason, it might be a, it might be a stash play for the 49ers with Kalia Davis.
1: Hmm. I can see that. I mean, a lot of depth, a lot of depth on the, the D line, which is good. Yeah. That's what you want.
0: But we also some know is
1: when your rookies though, when you have the rookies, it's a little bit harder to stash them and, Get them to be able to play that year, so that's the that's the tough
0: thing. Here's here's what worries me a little bit because I don't know if Cleo Davis is a nose. Hassan Ridgeway is not really a nose. Javon Kinlaw is going to have to be. I don't think they even saw him as a nose when they drafted him. You know, I think they thought he was going to be the three technique. DJ Jones going to be the nose, and Eric Armstead was a big end, right? So, and if Kinlaw is hurt, I'm not sure if they got enough beef inside right now, Croc.
1: Real small. Yeah. I've been waiting for them to get that big guy that just can't be moved. And I think that can be Kenlaw like, in that role. But, I mean, obviously we haven't seen it. And then, obviously, you know, he needs to stay healthy as well.
0: Interesting one. Kalia Davis, fun player just because of the energy, but a lot of work to do. And if he can keep some linebacker athleticism and stay 300 pounds, and, and maybe even build off that athleticism with some technique, think he might have something—a disruptive rotational guy that they found out of UCF in round six. But let's talk wide receiver now. Let's talk Tay Martin. He was an undrafted wide receiver, multiple colleges. We'll get to him next and see, uh, talk about whether or not he can make the team uh, as an undrafted free agent wide receiver, which the 49ers have had a few of do that recently. But first I want to let the folks out there know about betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. If you're playing blackjack or poker next to croc, take his advice and go to BetOnline online and throw down that five G's and go make yourself a little bit of money uh find all the latest sports developments news odds including NBA finals obviously the NHL hockey conference finals are happening right now uh, major league baseball season all summer long of course all the latest fighting news as well you got MMA UFC and boxing bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting in-game betting esports and more and of, clo- of course all those nfl futures as well there's tons of nfl futures you can bet on right now at bet online so get over to bet online today use your desktop or mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at bet online where the game starts all right croc tay martin the first thing that jumped out to me with tay martin is he's listed at six three but he's really only six one and a half which is okay but it's kind of a big difference, you know, that inch and a half there, six one and a half to six three is very different for the style of play that he has to utilize to win, right? So, any little bit of extra size is going to help if you are. Um, I, I don't want to say he's only a jump ball specialist, but he's definitely a contested catch guy. Like that was all over his take.
1: Uh, one of the first things I kind of have here well, one, he's a little bit older of a prospect. You talked about multiple schools there. He turns 25 in December of his rookie year.
0: Yep. Yeah, so. he's already over the age of 24. He, he's old for a prospect, five years in college. He started out at Washington State before transferring as well. So he, um, but, but he's played a lot of ball which is a, which is a good thing. So, you know uh, he should be ready to come in and compete, which will help him. And from, from some camp reports we've already heard, he's, he's looking pretty good out there and and he looks like he belongs, but he started out at Washington state for three years. Uh, He played even as a freshman in 2017, started one game, started all 13 games. His second year as a sophomore in 2018, he had uh, 69 catches for 685 yards and eight touchdowns. So it was looking like his, you know, stock was rising. Then, Uh, Started only seven uh, seven of 13 games in his junior year in 2019, 43 catches for 564. So took a step back at Washington State, which is probably why he wanted to transfer. He ended up going to Oklahoma State. Then he spent two years at Oklahoma State because he got that extra year of eligibility because of the pandemic. He only caught 15 balls his first year in 2020. Um, And then... Started all 13 games his last year at Oklahoma State. Second team, all Big 12. Led the team in receiving. Had his first 1,000-yard receiving season. He had 80 catches, uh, 1,046 yards, and 10 touchdowns. So Across the board, his best statistical season as a fifth-year super senior at Oklahoma State.
1: You know, he kind of reminded me of a player while I was watching. Another guy who was listed at six foot three, but ended up being close to six foot one. You know where I'm Wait, going with this?
0: Hold on, I did. I was gonna say, I was gonna say on three. Let's say the player that he's gonna get comp to the most, and it's Kendrick Bourne, right?
1: Yeah, it's Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's built exactly like that, sort of a wiry frame, six one and a half. Uh, he's actually, I think, Kendrick Bourne weighed even more than him because Kendrick Bourne's skinny, and I, I don't think Tay Martin looks skinnier than Kendrick Bourne. But Born is weirdly
1: built, he's because he's a legit 200 p- pounds, yeah, he's 200 a little bit over 6'1, a little bit over 200 pounds. But the way is, and I've noticed this with a lot of guys, you know, I've stopped being around a lot of athletes and everything. Guys hold their weight different. Kendrick Bourne, I don't know because you know he has that Polynesian in him, so I don't know if he just has like these thicker, dense bones <laughs> that they sometimes have. But if, Maybe, if you look yeah. at Kendrick Bourne, Bourne, he looks like 180 pounds.
0: He does. Yeah. <laughs> he he looks skinnier than Tay Martin. And Tay Martin weighed in six one and a half, only one eighty-five. So really. Um, yeah. And and, and and Tay Martin looks a lot bigger than that on tape because he plays big. And so the first thing I saw when I was watching Well, hold Tay on, but when
1: you say he plays big, I I, I think what's he plays ball. well, yeah, but I think what you're also saying is he plays kind of slow
0: he's he's so that's so I, I didn't know i didn't know all the specifics with tay martin before i i watched him i wanted to watch him first and then take those takeaways and then and, you know research him and so I, the first things i saw i was like dude is slow and i bet he played basketball and of course he was a three he was a, a three sports star played a lot of basketball um and he ran you know four sixes or whatever so yeah he, he's definitely not fast and he one the one reason I wouldn't put Kendrick Bourne on him is Kendrick Bourne's quicks, even though he was because Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne ran like four six eight, really bad forty time. You know, and Kendrick Bourne's not like beating people over the top or anything like that. But Kendrick Bourne's quicks were ridiculous. He has yeah. great feet, and that next level. separate. And he had a a, a six point seven eight, I think, three cone, which is which is blazing. Tay Martin's three cone is pretty good. Is it, it was a seven even three cone. Let's go. Let's go through the specifics there too before. I Isn't it. bad,
1: but yeah, Kendrick not, Bourne. Not Kendrick Bourne was between him and I think they got Trent Taylor that same year. I believe they came into the league together, but obviously Trent Taylor was an actual draft pick. Yes. Born, born undrafted. And, and also one thing to kind of keep in mind with these two guys, there's a chance right now that Dave Martin might be older than Kendrick Bourne. Who's been in the league for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> you there's,
0: know? A lot of, there's a lot of really old prospects in this draft class because of that extra COVID year that yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of prospects took advantage of. But, yeah, so six, one and a half, 184 pounds of the combine, pretty long arms, 32 inches, just like Kendrick Bourne. Um, he had a 36-inch vertical. Bourne had a pretty good vertical. He ran 4'5", uh, 7'40". I've seen a couple reports. I, I saw high 4'6s and high 4'5s from his pro day. Times. So I'm not sure which ones to believe, but he's around a four six guy. I think it's pretty clear. looks what he looks like on tape. And then it's kind of what his, you know, if you if average his, his, uh, his rumored 40 times from his pro day because he wasn't at the, at the combine, not invited to the combine. So you don't have those laser times there. Uh, but a seven flat three cone, four two one short shuttle and, uh, three, por- three sports star basketball, football, and ran track as well in high school. But, um, the, the key difference between Tay Martin. And Kendrick Bourne, to me, is Kendrick Bourne separated in the NFL. I'm a little bit worried about Tay Martin's ability to separate, but I'm not at all worried about Tay Martin's ability to go get the football because uh, he lives in the contested catch world, and he's really good at it. He goes up to the top and really good track in the ball, comes back to the ball, uh, and he always seems to, to, to make the catch over or around defenders.
1: Well, when you can't run away from guys and you don't have the – Quicks of like let's say like a Kendrick Bourne who's not gonna run away from guys, but he can create some of that short area separation. Then you have to live with being more of a contested catch guy. There was one thing that I jumped out. This is gonna sound like a knock because <laughs> what I <laughs> what I put was, you know, I put he's so slow he wins with routes somehow, and and it was there was like this uh,
0: dude. I know what you mean. The ones where he look, breaks off of the corner because yeah. it's almost like he's even running slower than he already does to set up the 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 change in speed. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's so, kind of savvy route running.
1: So, yeah, there's like this uh, patience element to his route running where, you know, when guys are playing off, it's almost like, oh, well, okay, he's kind of running at me. And, okay, he's going to put his foot in the ground, and I'm going to drive. But then it's like he's just kind of – didn't go. And then it's like you just see the corner just get turned around. And I'm like, man, but I I can – again, I, when I'm evaluating receivers, I'm evaluating defensive backs, I always put myself in their shoes. And – I remember uh, training with one of my guys, my guy, D. Graves. Shout out to my guy, D. Graves. And D. Graves was running the speed out versus me. And it was so weird because he wasn't running fast, but he would just look at me in my eyes while running. I'm not supposed to be looking at eyes, right? Like when you're a defensive back, yeah, my eyes yeah. are supposed to be down a little bit. But he just look at me, look at me, and then just rolling to running the speed out. And it was one of the more odd things that I've ever seen before. I'm used to guys digging at me, driving really working, trying to, like, you know, change the pace or the speed. And you can I could feel that. And with him, it wasn't. It was just, like, moving and then break my route off. And watching Tay Martin, there was some element of that where it's almost like the defenders didn't really believe what he was telling him it was doing. And then he'd do it, and he'd win. And it's not like this is something that just, like, happened, like, one time. Like, this was very uh, – like, a very consistent thing. So – the biggest thing that I try to find when I'm looking at these prospects and evaluating them is how do they win? I think you identified one area at the catch point and it it is, it is tough to consistently win that way, especially at the NFL level. If you can't outrun guys. So he's going to have to figure out how to either one do like Juwan Jennings. You see him playing a big slot, right? Like before you have to say, you know what, Juwan Jennings, like you're not outrunning anyone. We're going to put you in a big slot and you could just, do some things there. If 49ers said, you know what, Tay Martin, you're not outrunning guys on the outside. It's going to be a little bit hard for you to be that vertical threat from there. But you know what? Let's play in a spot where I think you understand kind of spacing and you understand leverage. And you're tough. You're physical. You know, he's not the biggest of guys. Maybe that's where he can have some level of success. But like you said, there, there have been reports so far that are positive with his game.
0: He, he jumps he's he's so good at contested catches he even jumps when he is open and doesn't need to i saw that i saw it repeatedly where he's like open he's wide open like on a slant or you know like an open spot in his own whatever quarterback throws it to him and he jumps for no reason which is kind of a but bad no, that's not reason. that's not
1: a, no reason do you know why guys do that a lot of times
0: it, what he it just doesn't trust himself
1: don't trust your hands that, that's yeah. what i would think right like guys Kendrick Bourne. Let's say Kendrick Bourne, even though I know a lot of Fortnite fans, like, Kendrick Bourne, like because his hands, he's terrible, most drops ever, <laughs> right? Like yeah, they his, his drops out of proportion. He has had some he's had a couple games where he dropped too many passes. All right. But outside of that, if you watch Kendrick Bourne and the way he catches the ball, he's a really good hands catcher. And there are a lot of times where he won't leave his feet. He'll run through the ball and catch it and hit it full speed. Right. And a lot of times when you see, like, especially if you or working with, like, some younger uh, inexperienced guys, they don't trust themselves as much to be able to extend their hands and just catch it while still moving. So they kind of jump to kind of slow the ball down a little bit and, and then make the catch that way as opposed to being able to catch it and still take off. So, again, I, that's not something I noted with him, but that when you said that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. There could be an element of not trusting his hands, but I don't know. So, hey, Martin, if you're listening to this, I'm not saying that you don't touch your hands. That's just the first thing that came to my mind.
0: Uh, I will say this, Tay, if you're watching, Croc uh, is a former DB, and we all know that DBs have bad hands. So Croc knows bad hands. So he might know what he's talking about here. We
1: eleven know. interceptions but, one year. Real football league, really, <laughs> real but eleven interceptions. Like no, you know? look.
0: One thing I know <laughs> about Croc is he's a pure athlete. He's got hands. He's got an arm. He can even kick field goals in Crocs. So yeah. talented. Um, I just you can't think- play golf. So. You, <laughs> that's that's a, if you start that it's going to be a lifetime adventure because it's uh it's it's tough to get good at that um what do you think the odds are that tay martin makes the roster at wide receiver brandon Ayuk, debo samuel Jawan jennings pretty locked in at, at probably the one two three spot or i would say that i, I still think even though kyle shanahan doesn't want to tell juan jennings and definitely doesn't want to tell opposing defenses, Juwan Jennings actually, actually a tight end. Watch his usage. <laughs> he's not a, tell me he's not a, a, he's a, he's a flexed out tight end more than he's a wide receiver. Big slot.
1: So, right. Uh, McLeod.
0: Ray, obviously. And then Ray, Ray McLeod slot. So those five are pretty darn locked in. Right. And if they only keep six, you got Marcus Johnson, uh free agent, Malik Turner, a uh, veteran free agent. You got Keyshawn Johnson, veteran free agent, Austin Mack. Uh, and then you have, Tay Seer Mack, who is the undrafted free agent, and Tay they have Martin. have wearing number
1: 24. I know our guy said, don't talk about numbers. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's the second time I brought up numbers in this episode. Yeah. He's wearing number 24 out there. So it's kind of weird, like l- looking at him like in pictures. And it's like, ah, but he's a big, like he has good size. And we talked about um, Tay Martin being, and have you looked at what Tay Martin's real name is? It's not Tay.
0: It is, uh, I had it right here. Where was it? <laughs> it oh, it's Devontavian.
1: There you go, Devontaevian.
0: Devontaevian, Martin.
1: But uh, the other the other guy, he's wearing number twenty four, so I was like, but he has good size. He's not the one hundred and eighty five pound type receiver. Uh, you
0: mean uh, Johnson? Because there's Johnson, not,
1: not not Keyshawn Johnson. Which Keyshawn? If we're talking about receivers, that's that's guy. I keep an eye on him.
0: He, uh, the, I was a fan. Um, uh, he had a lot of fans coming out of the draft. I think he was he good. He, he broke
1: a lot of records at, at Fresno State. My guy, I, I believe he broke my, my guy Josh Harper broke his. You know, obviously like Devontae Adams. Devonte Adams only played two years, so a lot of these other guys played like three, four years at Fresno State. Well, Adams did in two years. Oh my goodness! I mean, he probably yeah. had like four thousand receiving yards and like forty touchdowns in two years. But uh, Keith Young was was good there, and he was a guy again. We, we're kind of talking about some of the like same Kendrick Bourne, like that type of guy. Kendrick Bourne was able to work extremely hard. And here's the thing that you don't know with some guys. You got to figure this out, especially if you're Tay Martin, how am I going to make this team? Kendrick Bourne just figured it out. Like I'm, however I have to work to just get it to where I have some type of role. And at first he didn't remember Kendrick Bourne, he didn't suit up for like the first half of his rookie year. And then mm-hmm. eventually he started playing. Obviously the season was kind of over, but he carved out a niche. And I think he made it very difficult for a guy who wasn't a special teamer somehow, right? Like, you're you're undrafted. You're you're undrafted out of Eastern Washington. You left school early, (laughs) still went undrafted. You're not good on special teams. You're not fast. But somehow he carved out a niche and made it hard for the coach to cut him and made it to where, like, okay, like, this is going to become my role. And anytime they needed that done, like, it was like, well, Kendrick Bourne is like that's 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 the guy for that. So Tay Martin is gonna have to figure out, or Keyshawn Johnson, whoever's gonna be that sixth receiver, what's my role gonna be and how am I gonna make it difficult for Kyle Shanahan or uh, Leonard Henderson to pull me off of the field? And that's that's it's tough. I, I still don't know how Kendrick Bourne did it to this day.
0: Yeah, well, th- there there was some major major holes on that roster. So Kendrick Bourne, I think you know sometimes it's it's better to be lucky than good. Just the roster that Kendrick Bourne walked into allowed him to have maybe an extra opportunity or two that some guys might not get, and maybe Tay Martin might not get because th- now there's a bunch of guys fighting for maybe one spot. And Marcus Johnson is there with Keyshawn Johnson and Malik Turner, and some of these guys are veterans already, so they might look more ready to go some of them might play special teams you know so maybe that's just the sixth spot goes to a guy that that at least they know can play some special teams and I know Ray Ray McLeod will have a role on special teams as well so um yeah it's going to be interesting and it's going to be it's going to be a nice little competition there for probably only one roster spot at wide receiver but there's going to be some opportunities to have guys in the practice squad maybe a couple of them so that's that also helps someone like Tay Martin yeah definitely I mean Jawan Jennings He's on the practice squad his entire rookie year. Yeah. He was oh, and listen,
1: sh- practice squad. You know, it's not bad money right now. You know, when I was in the NFL, it was like 6000 a week. Then obviously, like, you know, you only get so much of that. Then you, know, you got little fees and stuff you got to pay or whatever. But now, because I think i pocketed like $3,400. Like now, these guys, I mean, it's like pushing $10,000 a week or something like that.
0: So look out for number 83. Tay Martin wearing number 83 right now. Uh, He was used a ton as an outside wide receiver, lined up a lot on the right in college. I wonder if they're going to try to utilize him in the slot a little bit. That Kendrick Bourne type of a role. I wonder if the 49ers see Kendrick Bourne in him as well. So uh, that'll be interesting to watch him in camp and watch those guys compete for those last roster spots uh, at wide receiver. All right, we're out of time here. Those are the scouting reports on Kalia Davis and... Tay Martin, some of the newest San Francisco 49ers that I'm excited to watch in training camp. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen back tomorrow with, I think we're going to be doing the scouting reports on some potential centers. Now that we know that Alex Mack is not coming back, a couple of undrafted free agent centers and interior offensive linemen in uh, Donovan West and Jason Poe. So that will be tomorrow's show. And then on Wednesday, a winky Wednesday, we will kick off our, all time San Francisco 49ers draft. I got to go right now so I can do another mock draft and try to get in the heads of Winkler and Crock and, and which players they're going to draft in our all time 49ers draft. It kicks off Wednesday. It will last through the month of June. Crock and I back tomorrow, right here, locked on 49ers.